you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. put your hands together and lift up your voice would you praise the Lord with gladness come on are you happy to be in the house of the Lord on a Sunday night did someone come tonight ready to worship the Lord did you come tonight ready to praise the name of Jesus come on he inhabits the praises of his people if he's not going to be here then we might as well go home but he inhabits the praises of his people So I wonder if there might be one person in here tonight that said, I need to touch the throne of heaven. I came to worship. You can do what you want to do. Come on. You can say what you want to say, but I came to worship the Lord. Amen. Amen. Feels good to be in the presence of the Lord tonight. Thankful for one last service to be at home before we hit the long road to Texas. But I feel like that the Holy Ghost is in the room tonight to do a great work. Amen. This is going to go a lot shorter if you preach with me. I think the Holy Ghost is in the room to do a great work. Amen. And someone can leave tonight forever changed. Amen. Someone can leave tonight forever changed. I felt to bring you a message tonight in the Holy Ghost I came to preach to you a simple word. There's not a whole lot to it, but I'm just going to tell you what the Lord said to me, and I'm going to tell you how he said it. I want you to tell someone you're coming out of this. They didn't believe you. I think you need to tell somebody else. You're coming out of this. Why don't you say it like you mean it? I'm coming out of this. Come on, it won't always be this way. I'm coming out of this. I want you to throw both hands in the air, lift up your voice, Jesus. We thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost in the room tonight. I thank you, Lord, for your miracle-working power, for your delivering power, for your healing power. Come down out of heaven right now. Take a hold of us tonight. Loose our minds to understand, our eyes to see, and our ears to hear. We've come to give you the praise tonight. And somebody said, in Jesus' name. Greet somebody before you're seated. Let them know you're happy to see them in the house of the Lord. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together one more time and praise unto the Lord. In Exodus 14, we find that the children of Israel had dwelled in the land of Egypt for over 400 years. Generations of people born into a land of captivity 
that was never intended to be their land of permanent residence. But the truth is, is that Egypt had become more than just a place of passing by, but Egypt had become an identity. Many people were born into the land of Egypt, generations of young people that never knew what it meant to be able to be free. You, you see, because bondage was the only thing that they understood. Captivity was the only thing that they knew. Bondage became home. That's why they looked like bondage and they talked like bondage and they acted like bondage because bondage had not become a place of temporary bondage to some people had become a place of permanent. Uh, can I tell you tonight that my fear uh, is that some people in the room tonight uh, that where God intended for you to pass by uh, is where you had been residing permanently. Uh, but I want to tell you tonight uh, that there is a promise of the Holy Ghost uh, that will take you beyond your land of bondage. Uh, it'll take you beyond your land uh, of captivity. Uh, weeping may endure for the night, uh, but joy is coming in the morning. Uh, I want to tell you right now, uh, you need to get ready. Uh, God is about to take you uh, to the land that is flowing uh, with milk and honey. Somebody put your hands uh, together and praise the Lord. Bondage had become generational. It was a generational curse uh, that said you cannot exceed what you have been around. Uh, I want to take a moment and tell you that regardless uh, of the failures that have encapsulated you, uh, that God is able to bring you past uh, your point of failure. Uh, God is able to bring you points... God is able to bring you past the point uh, that you checked out uh, because when you step out, uh, God begins to step in. Uh, when you check out, uh, God begins to follow through. Uh, you see, here's the thing about it. Uh, you've said, I've done everything I know to do. Uh, that means that you're on site uh, for the Lord to show up uh, because when you fail, uh, God begins to step on the scene. Uh, this is what I want to tell you right now, uh, that the situation may seem impossible, but with God, all things are possible. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. You're closer to your miracle than you know. Oh, somebody worship the Lord. Come on, it's a little tight in the house tonight. Somebody praise the Lord together. So what the word begins to tell us is that while some people became complacent, that there was a group of people uh, that they weren't okay with the way that things are. Uh, so the people of God begin to pray. Uh, I want to tell you that there is nothing more powerful uh, than the prayer of a Holy Ghost filled uh, child of God. Uh, when you get sick and tired of the way that things have been, uh, that means that you begin to pray unto God uh, and you have an advocate. Uh, the advocate's name is Jesus Christ. Uh, I want to tell you right now uh, that when Jesus begins to step into the courtroom uh, and begin to defend you, this is what I want to tell you tonight. Uh, the advocate that you have with Jesus, uh, it's like a lawyer stepping into the court uh, to begin to to, to um, defend you uh, against every accuser, uh, against every hater, uh, against every backstabber. Uh, when Jesus begins to step onto the scene, uh, he is less concerned with your past uh, and more concerned with your future uh, because what is ahead of you uh, is greater than what is behind you. I feel a witness of the Holy Ghost. Uh, what is ahead of you is greater than what is behind you. Uh, 
So the word said that in Exodus that he began to hear uh, the affliction of his people. He said, and surely I have seen the affliction uh, of my people in the land of Egypt. I've heard their cry uh, by reason of their taskmasters, uh, and I know their sorrows. Uh, I'm come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians uh, and bring them up into a land of promise. Uh, I want to tell you right now that when a child of God uh, begins to pray, that your prayers uh, begin to go to the throne room of heaven. You're not praying to hear yourself pray, but you're praying to touch the throne room. What am I trying to tell you? The world can say what they want to. People can talk about you, and they can come against you. But when you begin to speak, God begins to listen. You said, what are you talking about? Uh, when you begin to pray, uh, God begins to hear you. Uh, and the last time I checked, uh, he still has all power uh, given unto him uh, in heaven and in earth. Oh, in the name of the Lord Jesus. He said, I'm come down to deliver them out. You see, faith will always triumph over fear. People can't shut doors that God has opened. Hell can't shut doors that God has opened. I want to tell you in the Holy Ghost right now that Satan has no control over your destiny. I said, Satan has no control over your destiny. But the word said that I have prepared for you and expected it. End. Uh, let me tell you, your end uh, is in thanksgiving. Uh, your end uh, is in victory. Uh, your end uh, is in healing. Uh, your end uh, is in deliverance. Oh, I wish I had a witness of someone that God has ever brought out. Someone that God has ever stepped on the scene and begin to do a miracle. I'm going to tell you right now in the Holy Ghost, uh, there's a few people that came in here tonight and you want God to move. Uh, and if you'll begin to worship the Lord, uh, God will do something in the house tonight. Uh, but then there's another group that you came in and you just assume us dismiss this service uh, and just go home. Let me explain something to you right now. Uh, we're not in church tonight just to say we had church. Uh, but we're in church because somebody in this building uh, needs the Lord to step down out of heaven uh, and begin to do a miracle in the middle of their life. Uh, so you can sit if you want to, uh, but I want to tell you right now uh, that your praise uh, could unlock the miracle uh, for your neighbor. Why don't we practice it right now? Somebody praise the Lord together. But the Egyptians pursued after them. That's what the word begins to say. As they were brought out of the land of Egypt, Moses and Aaron begin to lead them out. And the Egyptians begin to pursue after them. Uh, all of the horses, the chariots, Pharaoh, his horsemen, his army overtook them encamping by the sea. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel began to lift up their voice. And they saw the Egyptians coming after them. And they were sore afraid. Uh, and they began to cry unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, were there no graves in Egypt? Uh, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wilderness. Uh, I want to take a moment and tell you uh, that it doesn't take any faith to stay in bondage. Uh, as a matter of fact, what it takes to stay where you are uh, is just to allow the spirit of complacency to get on you. You see, here's the thing about it. Saying that you're brave and then staying where you are, well, that, those are kind of complete opposites. You must understand uh, that the most comfortable thing that you could do would be to be okay with where you are. But here's the thing about it. I heard my great-grandfather say, if we stay here, we will die. 
I want you to understand something that I used to think that that meant just coming to a new building. But the Lord has been speaking to me about what Grandpa Price meant when he said that. You want to know what I feel? I feel like we are in a place right now that if the church continues to stay in a lethargic spirit... Can we just talk about it right now? If the church continues to stay in a lethargic spirit, then what are we even doing here tonight? But here's what I want to ask you. Uh, are you ready to move where the, where the cloud is trying to take you to? Are you ready to move where the glory of God is going? Because I'm about to tell you what God wants to do. Uh, it's going to go outside of four walls. Uh, it's going to be in the... It's going to go outside of the four walls, uh, to the highways, uh, to the byways, uh, to the rehab. This is what the Lord wants to do. This is what the Lord wants to do. It said, weren't there enough graves in Egypt for me to just be buried where I am? You see, as a matter of fact, that's where most people in the church are. Isn't there a grave for you to just leave me where I'm at because I'm tired of fighting? Y'all ever felt that way before? Okay, let's preach about a lion spirit. Just kidding. You ever felt that way? Why did you bring me out of here to take me into a land that's uncharted, into a land that I've never been to? Here's the thing about an uncharted territory is an uncharted territory brings you an uncharted promise. Let me talk to you about an uncharted promise. God is not calling you to a place that you have been. God is calling you to a place that you have never been before. God is calling you to a place of promise that you have never been before. And when you go to the place that God is taking you, then you begin to understand that the place of promise that God has ahead of you is greater than the place that was behind you. You see, you must understand this. We talk a lot about uh, in the old building. Man, it was a four-banner service. Some of y'all don't even know the banners we're talking about. Bangers hanging up on this wall that wall, we'd run around and shout and dance, and we'd count our service by how many banners we knocked down. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Nate, you knocked over a few banners. <laughs> we used to talk about, man, it's a four-banner service. Then we got into the new building and said, man, it feels like an awakening service. Y'all, come on, anybody? My God, we need to get Josh Herring here to get you up, don't you? Come on, somebody. We used to talk about, man, it's an awakening service. Let me ask you something. What's the difference in between a four-banner service, an awakening service, or a right-now service? You know the problem is you adjust your level of expectancy. When you expect to shoot here, then you get where you're expecting to go to. But the problem is, is that too many of us are coming in on a Sunday night saying, man, I, I miss when we just had one service. I miss when we only had to go to one service. Let me ask you something. Do you not know that the kingdom of hell is working more today than they did 20 years ago? Do you not understand that the school systems are trying to get into the brain of your children? Do you not understand what's happening on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and TikTok? You think we need less church? We don't need less church. We need more of God. You're here for a purpose. You're here for a purpose. And this is what I want to tell you tonight. It's been too long since Sunday nights have just come in and it's just been some, and it's just been something that we're doing. I heard one of you guys in here talking about and I'm not going to call you out tonight, but I heard somebody in here talking about, "Man, I'm I miss the old Sunday nights." Oh, man, I miss our Sunday nights in Delphi Avenue and man, we'd shout and dance and brother Danny would kick the drum and Bishop Price would 
stomp his foot. Man, I miss those days too. But not as much as I am anxious for what God wants to do today. Here's what I'm trying to explain to you right now. If we could get past simply, you know what a, a memory is? It's recollecting something that you never expect to happen again. You understand that? So the more that we dwell in the past, the less that we can dwell in the promise of the future. And it's not that we neglect our past, but I'm thankful for my past. I'm thankful for the place that I have been. But here's the thing about it. Jesus said, greater works than these shall you do in my name. He wasn't just talking about greater than the works that he did, but greater works tomorrow than we did yesterday. So you know what? Maybe we have baptized. I don't know how many people that we've baptized out of the recovery home, 20, 30, something like that. We baptized an awful lot, and I'm thankful. But I'm also thankful for the next hundred that are going to come and get baptized. I'm way off my notes, but way in the Holy Ghost right now. Here's the thing. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that we know how to shout. I'm thankful that we know how to dance. I'm thankful for all revivals and services and banner services and awakening services. And I'm thankful for all of that. But let me tell you the problem is our church has been in a conference mentality. A conference mentality. You know what a conference mentality is? That I only come expecting when it's something out of the ordinary. You want to know what's out of the ordinary? Your faith should be out of the ordinary. Your expectancy should be out of the ordinary. You want to know the greatest miracle you've ever seen could happen tonight. The greatest breakthrough you've ever seen, it could happen tonight. The problem is not the level of Holy Ghost that's in the room. It's your level of expectancy that you came to the house of the Lord with. You see, because here's the thing about it. We hear that the prophet of God's coming to town. My God, Josh Herring's coming into town. It's time to fast. It's time to pray. It's time to get my life right. Man, Brother Gonzalez is coming into town. Oh, man, I got to pray. I got to fast. We got to get ready. Let me tell you something. There's someone in this room tonight that's greater than any man, and it's Jesus Christ. We have worshipped men for too long. I don't worship man. I worship the God of the man. If you've got faith in God, I wish for about 30 seconds you would act like you have faith in the Lord. Come on, somebody praise the Lord together. Somebody praise the Lord together. See, that's just the way that the enemy works. There's a few of you that are praising tonight, but there's some people that you need a breakthrough. If you need a breakthrough, you ought to praise the Lord tonight. If you need a miracle, you ought to praise the Lord tonight. I've never seen a praise in church that the Holy Ghost wasn't in the midst of them. Let me tell you, this is just the way that the enemy works. We say, I don't know. Weren't there enough graves in Egypt? Couldn't we have stopped at the awakening? Couldn't we have stopped at Delphi Avenue? But this is what Moses said. He said, you see this enemy that's on the horizon? He said, this will be the last day that you see the enemy. Because today the Lord will deliver you out of the hand of the Egyptians for the final time. Let me explain to you tonight what I'm trying to tell you. Weren't there enough graves in Egypt? Couldn't we have stopped when we were on the pinnacle? Couldn't we have stopped when we had great momentum? Couldn't we have stopped in the middle of this? Couldn't we have gone back and done that? Couldn't we go back and revisit where we've been? You can't go back and revisit where you've been because your tomorrow promise is greater than your yesterday victory. 
That's what they said. That's what he said. You see, this is the thing about it. Uh, there's a reason that I'm not concerned with what's happening tomorrow because he's a friend uh, that sticketh closer than any brother. Uh, you see, this is what the Lord said. Your ears will hear a word uh, behind thee saying, this is the way. Uh, walk ye in it. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. Uh, he said, henceforth be, be no more children. Uh, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. Uh, by the slight of man and cunning craftiness. Uh, whereby they lie to weigh and to deceive. Uh, let me just kind of sum all of that up. Uh, it's time to tune your ears into the right frequency. Uh, there is an undertone of revival uh, that is moving through the city of Frankfurt. Uh, and God is inviting you uh, to be a part of what he's doing. Let me tell you why I'm not worried. Uh, if God be for us, who can be against us? Uh, rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. Uh, for when I fall, I shall arise. Uh, hell hath no power. Uh, Satan hath no power. Uh, for all power uh, is given unto him. <laughs> both in heaven and in earth. Uh, that's why no matter what the weapon is, uh, I want you to know uh, that we win. Uh, let me tell you, you still win over cancer. Uh, you still win over diabetes. Uh, you still win over kidney failure. Uh, you still win in the middle uh, of your midnight hour. Uh, see, here's the problem. Uh, we forgot about yesterday breakthroughs. We only talk about them, but we really forget about them. Here's what the word said. Uh, For we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Uh, there's a third part in that. Yes, the blood of the lamb covers you. Uh, and the word of your testimony begins to witness the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, but your expectancy is what will bring you into full fruition uh, of the promise that God has for you. Uh, you said, what are you talking about? I'm glad you asked. I'm happy to tell you. Uh, you see, here's the thing about it. Uh, I, 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 I walked into a service in Nacogdoches, Texas. Uh, as I begin to preach, I begin to tell them about how my began to praise and she went back to the doctor and the doctor said that the new spot of cancer was completely gone uh, and, 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 and the people began to praise God. Man, they began to shout and dance and thank God. And I looked over the audience and I said, let me tell you something right now. Uh, I said, if you would begin to praise the Lord uh, like your miracle just happened. Uh, I said, as a matter of fact, if you would do what the doctor says you can, then God will heal you right now. So what are you talking about? If the doctor says you can't jump, uh, I dare you to try to jump. If the doctor said you're not supposed to run, uh, I dare you to try to run. If the doctor said you're not supposed to shout, uh, I dare you to try to shout. Uh, you said, why? Isn't that foolish? That's not foolish. Uh, it's expectancy. You see, this is the thing about it. I reached over and I told them that. Why? Because we overcome by the blood and by the word of our testimony. I was given a word of testimony because of what God had done here. Uh, there's a little old lady about halfway, and I watched her, man. She's about four foot six. Sister Day says she was your height. I'm teasing. I'm just teasing. She's here tonight. Thank God she's not here tonight. A little bitty short lady. And man, I watched her with lifted hands and tears streaming down her cheeks. And man, man, she started to jump like this. And she wasn't even really jumping that high. But man, she started to jump. Man, service was going. Man, the music team, man, they started to sing. We were shouting. We were dancing. And she kept on jumping. I was like, all right, man. Yeah, she's really jumping. Service ended. Anybody want to guess? She kept on jumping up and down, up and down. Look, she looked like a pogo stick. Up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Kind of like some of you guys when you come into church. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Apostolic calisthenics. Look it up. Up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Man, I walked over. 
couldn't believe it. I was like, man, thank God. Man, and she walked out. She walked out with the biggest smile on her face. Man, she walked out and went back into church on Wednesday. Was going to go preach. And the woman ran up and she grabbed me. And she said, Brother Gentry. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, oh, oh, I, I have to tell you what God did. Because we overcome by the word of our testimony. Uh, she said, I've got to tell you what God did. I said, tell me what he did. Uh, she said, oh, Brother Gentry, you said that, that if I would shout that God would heal me. Uh, she said, I jumped for 25 minutes. Cool. That's awesome. She said, no, you don't understand. I jumped for 25 minutes straight, and I didn't stop. I said, oh, I, I'm, I'm aware. I saw you all 25 minutes. She said, no, you don't understand. She said, I've had three spinal surgeries. My spinal column is compressed. She said, the doctor told me a month ago that I would never be able to stand for more than three minutes. I'd never be able to jog. I'd never be able to run. I'd never be able to dance. I'd never. She said, you said worship, and I worshiped. She said, three days later, I went back to the doctor, and God made me whole. I'm just telling you what the Lord wants to do for you tonight. You can walk out of here with a miracle. Somebody praise the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. See, this is what the Lord is trying to do for you. God is making a way of escape. He's parting the Red Sea for you to be able to walk through on the dry ground. But this is what the Word said, that as the children of Israel begin to walk through on the dry ground, that as they begin to walk through, they look back and saw the enemy pursuing after them. Here he comes, man. Here comes Pharaoh, his horsemen, his chariots, his armies. Big old bad dude, you know, weird looking hat. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Man, here he comes pursuing after them. And then the word said that they looked back and they became afraid again. Isn't it interesting how people become afraid after they just see the water part? So what are you worried about? They become afraid again. They look back over and the Lord tells Moses, he says, take what's in your hand and stretch it out. Moses begins to stretch out the rod over the sea and the water begins to come back. Uh, and the word said that as the water begins to come back, that Pharaoh and his horsemen and his armies, uh, that they begin to be overthrown in the water and the thing that tried to pursue them now begin to be destroyed. Uh, so here's the message for that. And you, when God brings you over, uh, he will put your enemy under. You see, God won't just deliver you, uh, but he will release you. Uh, he will restore you. Uh, he will make you new. There's a difference between being healed and being made whole. Let me tell you something. The devil cannot follow you to the place that God is taking you to. Let me explain it like this. The devils of yesterday can't follow you to tomorrow uh, because God has transitioned you to a new place, uh, to a new land, to a new promise. Uh, but the problem is, is you've got to let go of the fights of yesterday uh, and recognize that as long as you stay connected to the fights of yesterday, uh, God won't ever be able to take you to the promise of tomorrow. Here's the thing about it. Man, they begin to walk through. They look back and they saw him. They saw him as the water began to come back. And the word said that they begin to dance and to sing unto the Lord. Let me tell you something about your praise. It's in your praise that begins to seal the deal with the enemy. You see, it's a child of God when you walk into the house of the Lord. And the week's been strong and the doctor gave you bad news. And you're waiting on tests and you've got every reason not to praise. You see, you not praising is what hell expects. But there's something that happens when you begin to throw a wrench uh, into the plane of hell and say, you know what, uh, I might have been to a funeral last week, uh, but I came to praise the Lord. Uh, you know what, uh, I might be waiting on a doctor's visit, uh, but I came to praise the Lord. 
See, there's something about your praise uh, that your praise is not predicated upon your situation but predicated upon your level uh, of expectancy. Your praise is your appraisal uh, of how much you think that God is worth. Uh, you want to know what I feel tonight? Uh, I think that there's some people in here that you've been saying, I don't know what to do to bring me out. Uh, like the children of Israel, there's some people because you've been through the valley uh, that you hung your harp upon the willow trees. Uh, but I can hear the voice of the Spirit saying, you know what? Uh, you better start getting out your harp. Uh, you better fire up the keyboard. Uh, you better crank up the organ. Uh, you need to bust out the drum set. Uh, let me explain to you the power of your praise. Uh, there's a lot of times when we preach about praise, people go, yeah, yeah, I've heard it all, I've heard it all, I've heard it all. Uh, let me tell you, you might have heard it all, but until you're practicing it all, uh, you just need to hear it one more time. You want to know what? If I recall correctly, it was Grandpa after he had been in an accident doing over 80 miles an hour, broke five places in his neck. Uh, the doctor said that he'd never be able to walk without a cane again. Uh, when the Holy Ghost began to move in the middle of a service on Delphi Avenue, uh, Bishop stepped out of the seat. Uh, he put his cane down and he started to lift one leg up real high uh, and he stepped forward. And he lifted up another leg and he stepped forward. Uh, and then he lifted up the other leg and he stepped. You want to know what began to happen? Uh, I watched Bishop as he began to walk all throughout the front of the church. Uh, as he began to proclaim with a loud voice, uh, I'm healed, uh, I'm healed, uh, I'm healed, uh, I'm healed. I want to ask you, whose report will you believe? Uh, we shall believe uh, the report uh, of the Lord. We'll believe the report of the Lord. You see, your praise will seal it. Uh, that's why the word began to say that as they went out on the dry ground, uh, then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song, uh, I will sing unto the Lord. Uh, he hath triumphed uh, gloriously. Uh, the horse and his rider uh, hath he thrown into the sea. Uh, the Lord is my strength and my song. Uh, he has become my salvation. Uh, he is my God. Uh, I will prepare for him an inhabitation. Uh, my father's God. Uh, I will exalt him. Uh, the Lord is a man of war. Uh, the Lord is his name. You feel what begins to happen when you begin to talk about the Lord. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His captains were drowned in the sea. The depths have covered him up. They sank to the bottom as a stone. Can you hear what I hear in the Holy Ghost? You see, it's just simply a song of praise. There's a lot of times that we overcomplicate it. You said, I don't know how to shout. You don't need to shout. You just need to worship. I don't know if I can run. Maybe you can't run. Maybe you just need to get out in the aisle and just begin to stretch your faith a little bit. You want to know what we need sometime? I think we need a good old-fashioned testimony service. Because there's some people in here that God's brought you out of some major trials. But when you come into the house of the Lord, your faith doesn't show that God's brought you out of a trial. Sister Robin, how many years has it been? Six years? Five years ago that Sister Robin had a heart attack and died in the middle of Delphi Avenue. But here we are tonight. You see, some of you could remember the next service back when you came into the house of the Lord and you started to praise God and you started to worship because you had seen the miracle happen. But I want to know if five years later, if you've already forgot about what the Lord did. See, this is the thing about it. I'm trying to preach to you a real simple message tonight that I'm afraid that we have forgotten about the place that we have been. And the problem with forgetting about the place that you've been is you can lose sight of the place that God is trying to take you to. 
Here's what the word said, that as they begin to sing praises unto the Lord, that the prophetess Miriam picks up the timbrel and begins to dance. And the prophetess Miriam begins to sing a song. Is it any wonder that the person that grabbed the timbrel and began to dance was a prophetess? Let me tell you something about your worship. When you worship in the face of adversity, worship becomes prophetic. Worship becomes prophetic. I said worship becomes prophetic. Uh, you want to know what I did when me and Omar went into recovery? I began to worship God, not because of people that were there that had come, but because of people that I knew were going to come. Because worship becomes prophetic. You want to know what? My mom's waiting on a PET scan. I understand that. And we're going to be waiting for a couple weeks for the doctor to come back. Uh, you want to know what I'm going to do in that meantime? I'm just going to keep praising the Lord uh, because if I'm going out, uh, I'm not going out silent. Uh, I'm going out shouting. I'm going to go out shouting. That's why the children of Israel were able to gather the hands of the children as they begin to sing and to dance unto the Lord. And they shouted and Jericho walls begin to fall down. Uh, see, you've underestimated the power of your shout. But your shout can bring down the walls of bondage that have been set before you. Uh, the Lord told me when I drove into Frankfurt tonight that he was going to deliver us uh, of a lethargic spirit that's been trying to attach itself to our faith. A lethargic spirit. Uh, miracles can only happen in the awakening. It's a lie from the pit of hell. I can only shout when the right song. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I can only get a blessing when pastor's preaching. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I can only get a, a breakthrough when the right evangelist comes in. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Let me explain something to you tonight. The same Holy Ghost is in this room tonight to bring you up out of the place that you have been in uh, into a land of promise that God has set before you. I want you to stand to your feet and throw both hands in the air right now. Hikayanda Bahaya. Come on, we're not in a hurry tonight. Somebody just praise the Lord with your mouth right now. We're going to get the presence of the Lord moving in this sanctuary. Come on, it's real quiet for over 200 people to be in an auditorium right now. Somebody needs to lift up your voice. There's a lot of spectators. I'm looking for some participants tonight. See, here's the problem with relicant in the past. The word said that his mercies are new every morning. The word talks about a fresh anointing, a fresh touch. It's the old oil, but a fresh anointing. 
the old oil with the fresh anointing. The old oil and the fresh anointing. Let me tell you what's happening. Many of you have been anointed with the old oil, but you're living in old anointing. You're relicking in old services, old moves of God, old breakthroughs, old miracles, old outpourings, old, old oil and old anointing. But I feel the witness of the Holy Ghost tonight. I leaned over to Dad Thursday night of General Conference, and I said, I'm going to tell you what God's going to do in the church. God's going to baptize us with an old oil, but a fresh anointing. An old oil and a fresh anointing. I remember a service at the late Bishop McCausland walked into the house of the Lord on Delphi Avenue. Sister Cheryl, Sister Desa, there's somebody else. They walked up to the front, grabbed hands together. Three women, different sicknesses. They grabbed hands together as they began to lift up their hands and they began to worship. Anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? They grabbed hands as they began to worship the Lord both in the face of adversity, both in the face of trial. As they begin to worship the Lord, the Holy Ghost begin to move on them. Bishop McCausland and only Bishop McCausland fashion. Lifted his hands up. I don't even think he had shoulders. His hands got up so high. Lifted his hands up. And he said, the Lord will do a miracle right now. He walked down. He laid his hands on the three women. And he said, because of your worship and your praise, tonight God will make you whole. Old oil, old balm of Gilead, fresh anointing. I watched as the Holy Ghost got a hold of them and slain them in the spirit. Pastor preached last week about an old anointing. He preached about the anointing of the Lord, about the glory of the Lord, the establishment of the glory. Was anybody here Wednesday when he preached about it? The reestablishment of the glory, the reestablishment of the glory, the reestablishment of the glory. Here's what the Lord showed me. The glory's been above you the whole time. The glory's been above you the whole time. But like Jacob, as the angel of the Lord has passed you by, he's waiting on you to reach out and to grab a hold of it. Old glory, fresh anointing. Old anointing oil, but a fresh anointing. Here's what the Lord told me he would do tonight. The Lord told me to call you to a point that maybe you haven't been into a while. When's the last time you danced before the Lord without being cheerled by a great program? When's the last time you got so lost in the presence of the Lord that 9 o'clock went by and you didn't care? 10 o'clock went by and you didn't care. 11 o'clock went by. When's the last time that the church shouted until the late hours of the night and someone had to remind us what time it was because we just got lost in the presence? Has anyone ever been in a service like that? You just get lost in the presence. You get lost in the glory. You get lost in the anointing. See, that's what the Lord wants to do tonight. But I'm going to tell you what the Lord wants to do. It's greater than what you've been in. It's greater than what you've been in. I appreciate the stories of my elders, but the stories aren't enough. I appreciate the stories and testimonies, but your story isn't my story. I need to see the Lord do it for myself. And like the children of Israel, generations of young adults and young people, that they've heard you talk about the shout-down nights. They've heard you talk about the nights when you got drunk in the Spirit. When's the last time you got drunk in the Holy Ghost? They've heard you talk about it. They've heard us preach about it. They've heard us prophesy about it. But they're waiting. You want to know what it's going to take? We'll tell you what it's going to take. It's going to take a father to come over to a son and say, hey, let me tell you something. 
Let me tell you something, son. I remember the old times. See, Dad and I were having a conversation the other night about the old services that he was in, the revivals that his dad was in back in Buna, Texas. He said, Gentry, my greatest desire is for the young generation to know the glory of the Lord that established. He said, Gentry, my greatest desire is for you to know about the places that God has taken us to. That's why when they came out the other side, they began to build a monument to say, let us never forget the places that we've been. But what good is a monument if you never take them back around it and say, Sister Newcomer, can you show me the place? Can you show me the place? Brother Duggar, can you show me the place that you were in Sheridan when the Lord began to show up in the middle of the services that you were preaching? Brother Scott, can you tell me about the times? You see, that's what the monuments were about. It wasn't about just a memory, but it was about a place to say, you know how to get home. You know how to get back to the place. Let me tell you something about being in the glory. When you've been in the glory, you'll never settle for anything less. When you've been in the flow of the Holy Ghost, you'll never settle for anything less. That's why sometimes i got to take my buddy Taryn and say, Taryn, I, I know I'm not that old, but can I take you to the place of glory where the Lord showed me before? You want to know, that's what I always appreciated about Brother Joe, Sister Cassie. Brother Joe would come down with hands lifted high and walk down to the front as he began to worship the Lord. I remember the last time I was in service with Brother Joe, he said, oh, Gentry, he said, this feels like the old days. I said, yes, sir, it does. He said, but Gentry, I want to tell you that I think that God's going to do something greater now than he did in the old days. There's something about the glory. There's something about the glory. Let me tell you what I'm calling you back to. I'm calling you back to the landmark. I'm calling you back to the landmark tonight. Uh, I wish to God that the next Sunday night you walked into, the pastor wouldn't have to work hard uh, just to get you to step into the glory to get you to step into the anointing. It's an old anointing, but a fresh anointing. It's an old oil, but a fresh anointing. It's the old glory, but a fresh glory. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what I think God wants to do. Three months ago, we were preaching about the glory of God. As we begin to preach, the Spirit of the Lord begin to fill the tabernacle as people begin to dance and get lost in the Spirit. 11 o'clock went by. 11 o'clock went by as we continued to shout and to dance. Finally, one started to leave and two and three. At the end of the service, me and my father-in-law sat in the middle of the sanctuary. As we sat in the back, you could look out to the front. And the Shekinah glory cloud of the Lord began to settle into the middle of the tabernacle. There was a haze that filled it from the front to the back and the side to the side. You weren't even able to see the drum kit because the glory of God was so thick. I began to weep as I lift up my hands. He said, Gentry, this is what it's about. He said, God wants to bring the glory back to the church. Let me tell you something about when the ark came back. They'd shout. They'd dance. They'd worship. Miracles would happen. Because when you have a hold of the glory, you got to act like you've got a hold of the glory. When you have a hold of the anointing, you got to act like you've got a hold of the anointing. I want you to take the hand of a neighbor. Let's come down together tonight. I'm going to pray a prayer of faith tonight. I want you to step out of your seat. I want you to step out of your seat with your neighbor tonight. Maybe there's a mother, maybe there's a father, this child is in the room tonight. That you said, I don't know. I don't know what to do from here. Maybe there's a dad that wants to show his son about the glory. 
But there's a mom that wants to share with her daughter about what it meant to be anointed of the Lord. Let me tell you what God's about to do in this house. I'm going to pray a prayer of faith over you. I want you to lift your neighbor's hand in the air right now. And we're going to take a little while and get lost in the flow of the Spirit. Come on, when's the last time you got lost in it? When's the last time you got lost in it? Come on, somebody needs to go back to the monument. You need to go back to the monument right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, God, let every wall of fear fall. Let every wall of complacency, every lethargic spirit, let it begin to come down in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Come on, God's waiting for you to get lost in it. Uh, God's waiting for you to get lost in it. Uh, when's the last time you walked in the Spirit? Uh, when's the last time you danced in the Holy Ghost? Uh, there shall be a reestablishment of glory, uh, a reestablishment of anointing, uh, a reestablishment of the flow. Hila makaya nada mahaya, rosondo no mokotari nada mashanda mahaya. Come on, somebody. Uh, I wish that there was an elder that would show a young person uh, what it was like to get lost in the spirit. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody needs to lift up your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, we're going to shift here in a minute, but someone needs to get in the Spirit. Somebody needs to get in the Spirit right now. Come on, every hand lifted, uh, every voice lifted to heaven. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh.
Come on, someone needs to grab a hold of your neighbor right now. Uh, we're going into the glory together. Uh, we're going into the glory together. Uh, we're going into the glory together. Uh, come on, maybe you want to grab a new person. Uh, show them how to get in the glory. Uh, show them how to get in the glory. Uh, In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, you're almost there. Come on, you're almost there. Somebody needs to get in the spirit. Somebody needs to step in the glory. Shataya Dada Mahaya. 